I'm Alec Lace. Welcome to First Class Fatherhood. Welcome, everybody, to episode 272 of the podcast. I am happy, as always, to be here with you. Thank you for stopping by. If this is your first time listening to the podcast, please get over there and bang that subscribe button. You do not want to miss all the action that's coming your way right here on First Class Fatherhood. All right, dads, where are all my fishermen fathers out there? Because I've got an awesome guest for you guys today. Justin Lucas is a professional bass fisherman. He is one of the best in the business. He's a two-time Bassmaster Elite champion, and he is just crushing the pro bass game. Justin will be here with me in just a few minutes, so please... Stick around for the interview. And as I said earlier this year when I interviewed Matt Roloff, the famous pumpkin farmer, things like camping, hunting, and fishing are all things that make me uncomfortable, so they are all things that I want to experience with my children. Over the summer, I took my three boys on a six-hour fishing trip on a party boat right here out of Atlantic Highlands in New Jersey, and it was so much fun. I came away with the biggest catch of the day, so I hit the pool, won some money, caught dinner, and I looked like a pro. But thankfully, the party boat has real fishermen on there that show you everything, and they help you out with all the stuff there. So the trip was a ton of fun. The kids had a blast. I'll be posting a picture of that trip up on my Instagram account later today. So if you follow me over there at Alec underscore Lace, you can see that. Plus, you'll be able to catch all the upcoming guest announcements for next week. I got five fathers that are coming at you next week, and each one is a banger. Tomorrow on the podcast, retired Delta Force operator Pat McNamara will be here. Friday, UFC president Dana White will be stopping by, so make sure you lock it in for that. Also this week, NFL Hall of Fame quarterback Warren Moon will be here on Thursday. So let's go, dads. Help me spread the word about First Class Fatherhood here, especially to anybody that you know that's newly married or on the fence about having kids. Don't let society or the media influence their decision on whether or not to bring a child into this world. Let them listen to all the amazing men who have been on the podcast here that have testified that it has been the greatest experience in their lives. And that's not just coming from a bunch of ham and eggers. It's coming from Super Bowl MVPs, Hall of Famers, Navy SEALs, UFC World Champions, and many others, all right? They have stated that despite all these accomplishments, it has been through fatherhood that has been the greatest achievement in their life. And just pass the podcast along to every father in your neighborhood or in your contact list. Let them know about the show that celebrates fatherhood and family life. Fatherhood rocks, family values rule, and every day is Father's Day right here with me. And I'm going to be right back with two-time Bassmaster Elite Champion, Justin Lucas. I'm Alec Lace, and you're listening to First Class Fatherhood. Hey dads, are you looking to boost your energy level? Strikeforce Energy has got you covered. With a Strikeforce Energy Packet, you can turn any beverage into an energy drink. Their original energy packets contain no sugar, no calories, just an explosion of energy and flavor added to any beverage. Strikeforce Energy is veteran-owned, and all their products are made right here in the United States. Co-founded by Navy SEAL Sean Matson, Strikeforce Energy blows away the energy drink competition. Right now, First Class Fatherhood listeners can save... 15% off their purchase by visiting StrikeForceEnergy.com and using the promo code FATHERHOOD. Strikeforce Energy turns any beverage into an energy drink. Get yours today. StrikeForceEnergy.com, promo code FATHERHOOD. All right, and joining me now is a first-class father. He is a world-class fisherman who was the 2018 Bass Angler of the Year. He is a two-time Bassmaster Elite Champion. It is so cool for me to say, Justin Lucas, welcome to First Class Fatherhood. I appreciate you having me on. Thank you. All right, let's start here. How many kids do you have? How old are they? Uh, Just one little guy right now. Uh, He'll be two here on November 22nd. So, yeah, yeah, talks about another one are, are definitely happening, though. 
Awesome. Did you find out what you were having with him? Uh, did you do a gender reveal or wait till the end? We didn't do a gender reveal, but uh, we just, you know, my wife, I, I wanted to know right away. So there was actually like a blood test or something that we did like at 10 weeks really early on and uh, found out we were having a little boy then. So that was pretty cool. I, I'm too anxious to wait that long. <laughs> yeah, I hear you there. Um, all right, if you could, Justin, please just take a minute to hit my listeners with a little bit about your background and what you do. Yeah, sure, man. I, I grew up, uh, I live in Alabama now. I grew up in Northern California, uh, 33 years old now. And, uh, I moved out here to Alabama when I was 23, uh, with the hopes of becoming a professional bass fisherman and, uh, didn't really know where that road was going to take me. All I knew is I, I had a burning, uh, passion and desire to do it. And I packed up my car, moved, drove out to Alabama, was living here, met my wife. Once I moved here, I always joked that if I had tried to take a girlfriend from California to Alabama, that probably wouldn't have worked out very well. So thankful to meet my wife once I moved here and uh, met her actually pretty quick. We've been dating almost 10 years now and married for almost seven, coming up on our anniversary here pretty soon. Uh, but yeah, just that's it. I mean, now and now I fish, uh, I fish the Bassmaster Elite Series for several years and now fish on what is known as Major League Fishing. So uh, my dream became a reality and uh, certainly love fishing and it's uh, it's an awesome way to make a living but uh, it's also of course not as important as uh, being a good husband and, and a great father to my son too. Yeah well said and, and you've obviously had so much success and some crazy experiences here but how, how did the experience of becoming a father Justin kind of change your perspective on life? Well, up until that point, the only thing that really mattered to me uh, was my wife and fishing, you know, and, and if I had a bad day fishing, um, just like any other athlete, if they have a bad day, you know, competing, whatever you're doing, uh, you know, it just wears on you and, and it sucks, to be honest. But luckily for me, I, I, I'm able to have my family travel with, travel with me to events. Uh, we take a fifth wheel trailer on the road and uh, everywhere we go is generally a seven to nine day trip for our event. So, uh, when I came off the water on a bad day last year, you know, after my little guy was born in the end of 2017, uh, all last year, I had a new, new outlook on everything. You know, if I had a bad day on the water, it didn't really matter. Cause I got to come home to, you know, our little guy. And that just, it, it cheered me up right away and made me realize that there's a lot more important stuff in life than just catching fish or, you know, competing, doing whatever I'm doing that day. Uh, that I, I need to be a good role model for him. Yeah, that's awesome, Justin. And has the patience that's required to, to fish, has that translated to help you with the patience required to be a parent? Man, that's a good question. It, you know, if you ask me, yes. If you ask my wife, maybe not. She says I waste all my patience on fishing, but, uh, you know, I'm working on it. That's a That's a daily struggle over here. Yeah, and I mean, listen, you, you've been a Bassmaster Angler of the Year here. I'm the furthest thing from a fisherman. I have uh, four kids myself. I took my three boys out there on one of those uh, party boats. But There you uh, go. Yeah, just to get them started, and then just for myself, they, they do everything for you to, as far as bait the hook and tell you where to throw it, you know. So, oh, yeah. Um, how much of this stuff is technique, and how much of it is uh, equipment-based? So, uh, man, that's a great question. You know, I thought you were going to ask me, how much is luck? And I would, then we would have had a nice little debate on it maybe. But uh, I love that question because, you know, for me, I'm fishing at my level. Uh, if, I, if I'm trying to uh, rely on luck to make a living, that's not a very good thing. So uh, when you're at our level, it, it's all about uh, – it really all comes down to uh, 
uh, skill and and knowledge. And knowledge, I would say, is is the big factor. You know, you've got to have a lot of experience, a lot of days on the water under your belt to understand how fish change and migrate and eat differently and just all that stuff, right? Um, but then having having the skill and then having the equipment, all the right stuff to do it, that's certainly a part of it too. But if I had to say, man, I would say uh, I would say 80% knowledge, you know, 10% skill and and 10%, um, you know, the the equipment that you have. So that's a great question. Yeah, and you know what, uh, Justin, the technology has changed the game so much for every industry. So how much of an impact has technology played on the fishing game? Anything digital there, or do you use anything that's uh, electronic? How does that work? Yeah, so electronics are a big part of our, our uh, tools, our equipment, whatever you want to call them. Uh, but that's that's all they are, you know. It's just another tool. Uh, people call them fish finders. We call them we call them graphs because they do more than just find fish. We use them for the most part uh, for GPS and uh, mapping, you know, topography of a lake, what's actually under the water that you can't see and how it lays out. Um, so very, very, not very rarely, but I would say 25% of the time we can actually find fish and catch fish with the graph. For the most part, we're using it to find structure under the water that you can't see with your eyes. And that has certainly been, uh, you know, just in the past, I would say, six to ten years, that's been the biggest advancements technology-wise in our sport. And it's something that you got to keep up with. If you, if you start falling behind on it, guys are going to start beating you with that new technology. Yeah, yeah, it seems like it's the case everywhere with that. Um, and what was it like for you, like, uh, growing up? Did you grow up fishing with your dad? What kind of sparked the interest in you, to, uh, you know, at the genesis of saying, hey, I want to become a pro bass fisherman? Uh, well, my mom, I was actually just all into baseball and basketball growing up. My dad was only 5'6", and I kind of realized when I hit about 12 that I wasn't going to be very big either. Uh, and my mom made me go to a friend's catfishing birthday party, of all things. Even out in California, we did some redneck stuff out there. So we had a catfishing birthday party, and that's when I fell in love with fishing. I was right at 11 years old, and uh, I started working at a pumpkin patch the next couple of years to save save money and buy fishing equipment at 12 and 13, and I stopped playing baseball and basketball then too uh, just to really, I mean, I was reading about these guys and watching these guys on TV that were making a living fishing, and I started falling, falling in love with it so much. Uh, you know, I just quit everything else I was doing except for going to school uh, and just focused on trying to become a better fisherman from that early of an age. My grandpa got me on the water a lot when I was younger. He was a truck driver, not much of a fisherman, but uh, it was something that, you know, we could do together, and we had a lot of great times uh, doing that. And my uncle, he taught me the basics of bass fishing, how to tie knots, uh, rods and reels, you know, understanding equipment, all of that kind of stuff. So, just a, a you know a, a bunch of different little things going on there, but they all definitely uh, you know that was a cumulative uh, you know equation or whatever you want to call it to get to where I'm at now. Yeah, that's awesome, Justin. And, and... nothing beats an American flag made in the USA, right? Well, how about an American flag made in the USA by veterans out of duty-worn fatigues from all branches of the military? That is exactly what you get with Combat Flags. Combat Flags are handcrafted from duty-worn fatigues and offer a tangible piece of freedom to the American people. 
Each flag is accompanied by a professionally designed and printed card that tells the story of service of a soldier, marine, airman, sailor, or coastie who wore the fatigues used to make the flag. They are the real deal, Dad, so what are you waiting for? Visit CombatFlags.com and use the promo code FATHER, and First Class Fatherhood listeners will save 10% off their purchase. Veteran-owned, American-made. CombatFlags.com, promo code FATHER. Listen, I know there's a lot of parents out there that love to fish with their kids. What, what kind of advice would you have for a parent out there that has a kid that is interested in, in turning this into a pro career? What route would you steer him? What, what, would be the, what would be the best step for him to do? Well, yeah, so number one, you know, is just making sure that you can, uh, if you're going to start getting your kid into fishing, and it's, a, it's just a, let me say this, first of all, it's, it's an amazing thing uh, to keep kids, you know, uh, I, you know, quote, out of trouble uh, throughout school because I was so focused and in, in love with fishing on my weekends. That's all I wanted to do. And I saw it. I'm seeing it happen a lot more now that college and high school fishing, uh, you know, are becoming so popular. They've grown so big in the last 10 years. But uh, with that said, the number one thing is to get them started. You just want to, you don't want to make it boring, right? Everybody thinks fishing is boring. So, you got to find a place where you can uh, get some bites, kind of keep the activity high, you know, keep, keep them uh, guessing every time they get a bite what kind of fish it's going to be, bluegill, catfish, all those things are a great way to, to start. Uh, and then, you know, if they actually are starting to take some uh, interest into it, doing what you did and taking your kids out there on a charter trip or for bass fishing, we call them guided trips, uh, you can learn a ton by doing that. And I actually did that. Uh, at a young age, my parents had, they had paid for me to go on a couple of guided trips with some, some local guys, you know, and I, I gained so much knowledge. I was just sitting there soaking it up like a sponge, you know, the eight hours I had in the day with the, in the boat with those guys. Uh, so there's, you know, you can do that. And then of course, if they want to start getting into tournaments, uh, high school and college fishing, honestly, right now for any kids under 20 is really hard to beat. Yeah, and I'll tell you what, Justin, the best the, the best thing about it that I love is that, there's, you know, we talked about technology being involved at the high level, but at the basis of it, uh, when I go with my kids on the charter boats, there's no technology involved, and I love that part of it, that there's no phones, there's no iPads, it's just you and them on the water, uh, talking, conversations, and, and, you know, focused on some fishing as well. So I think it's a great way, too, to just help the communication skills uh, develop, too, uh, between parent and child. And I know that I know that they're already. Do you ever get involved with playing those um, those PlayStation Pro fishing games? <laughs> I haven't, man. I just I never. We grew up in the country, man. And my my parents they they were anti video games even back in the day. So I have never been a video gamer. I I absolutely suck. I actually tried to play Madden for the first time a couple of weeks ago in like <laughs> ten years, and it was really bad. I didn't even know what the buttons were and all that, but. Uh, I have seen the video games, and hey, if you're if you're gonna play a video game, that's a good one to play. I will say that. Yeah, it just kind of seems like it defeats the purpose. Like get out there and fish instead of well, I mean, <laughs> that's what I would say. But if you can't, if it's raining, that's a good way to mix it up. Yeah, good call there. What was it like that you got your son out there fishing? What was it like the first time putting a rod and reel in his hand? You know, it's awesome. He's really just getting to the point. We had a really hot summer down here in Alabama. And I wasn't able to uh, wasn't able to fish with him a lot this summer, just traveling and and being so hot down here. But now that he's almost two, he's getting to that point where I can really start taking him. He's caught a couple fish so far, uh, just off the bank and off some friends' docks. And it's a uh, you know amazing just to see him with the rod and reel in his hand. I don't want to force it on him, but I certainly want to encourage it. 
Um, but man, I can't wait until we can get out on the boat and spend four or five hours out there uh, with him just really enjoying it and having a good time. Yeah, very cool. I know he's very young yet. What type of uh, disciplinarian are you so far as a father? Are you a spanker, a timeout guy? How do you handle that? He's gotten a couple little spankings. Uh, you know, I, I mean, hey, man, you got everybody to each their own. But, you know, my thing, I grew up that way. So, you know, we're not spanking hard, of course, but you got to teach the kid a, a lesson here and there. And, you know, they certainly mind you if you give them a little spanking. I will say that. Yeah, I agree. I think it works. It's it's, it's funny how like I said I have four four kids myself, and they each respond differently to different styles of discipline. So it's try, trying to navigate those changes and figuring out what works best for each kid. So that's part of yeah, the fun that, of it. Yeah, no doubt, man. No doubt. Um, all right. Well, what do you got coming? You've had so much success here already, Justin. What what kind of goals or plans do you have here for yourself for the future? Uh, you know, obviously, uh, competing wise, you know, want to keep doing well in tournaments and. Uh, get some more wins under my belt. Um, you know, that, I mean, it's really hard to, to really want anything other than that in our sport. You either, you either win or it doesn't really matter. Uh, kind of like in golf, really. But, and then as far as that, uh, hopefully, you know, my wife and I will be able to, uh, have another child here this next year is the plan and, uh, put number two, you know, on the ground and, and just continue being a dad, man. It's been a lot of fun. Uh, just honestly, people were telling me, you know, it gets more fun every day and, I can honestly speak so much truth to that, you know, because that first year there was no doubt he really wanted mama and uh, wanted to be fed and wanted mama. But now he's following me around the house going, daddy, 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 you know, and wanting to hang out. And man, it's, it's hard for me to leave and go fishing when he's doing that. Yeah, I understand. Yeah, that's awesome, Justin. Uh, you may have touched on it a bit there, but last thing I want to hit you with here, I love to ask all the dads that get on the podcast, what type of advice do you have for that new father or for that about to be dad who's out there listening? Well, I mean, nobody can ever – everybody will tell you everything in the world to try and prepare you. Nothing will prepare you for it. Um, but, yeah, just knowing – the best advice I got was from a really good friend of mine who just who just told me, you know, don't worry, don't get discouraged during the first year. And, uh, you know, because they, they are so focused on feeding and sleeping and being nurtured by mama that, uh, you know, your your role doesn't really come into play. But – since he turned one years old, you know, until now he's about to be two. Man, my roles come into play a lot more, and it's just I'm enjoying every second of it, to be honest. So, you know, stay keep keep the head up, even if that first year is tough. It gets way better after that. Yeah, very well said. I love the message. It's been an honor for me. I got to say, Justin Lucas, you're a first class father all the way, and thank you so much for giving me a few minutes of your time on First Class Fatherhood. Thank you very much for having me. I appreciate it. Back to wrap things up here on First Class Fatherhood. I got to give a special thank you once again to Justin Lucas for giving me a few minutes of his time here. That was so cool. Please hit me up on Twitter, guys, or drop me a DM on Instagram. Let me know what you thought about today's episode. I always love to hear your feedback. Lock it in. Tomorrow we got a great Warrior Wednesday edition of the show here. Retired Delta Force operator Pat McNamara will be here. His Instagram account is off the charts. You got to check it out. He'll be here tomorrow. Thursday we have NFL Hall of Fame great Warren Moon stopping by. And Friday, you know it. UFC President Dana White will be joining me right here on the program. All right, that's all I got for you guys today. I'm Alec Lace. Thank you for listening to First Class Fatherhood. And please remember, guys, we are not babysitters. We are fathers. And we're not just fathers. We are first class fathers.